Welcome to the Seashore Church Message of the Week. This message is designed to bring more of heaven into your world today. For more resources like this, or to learn more about our church, visit seashorechurch.com. Romy's going to preach. We're not this unorganized. It's not unorganized. I want you to understand we both had messages for this morning and words, but we actually just don't want to be so organized that we're lacking sensitivity to what the Holy Spirit's doing in the room, in the moment. And um, hey, we've actually had Sundays when we haven't preached. Shocking, isn't it? Imagine coming to church and there was no preaching, but God had something else in mind entirely. Um, While she's getting ready, just one other quick thing is we have a preacher school that we run. Um, it's, It's teaching people to carry on the supernatural ministry of Jesus. And so the ministry that Jesus did on the earth, he was meant to continue, but continue through us, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We have a preacher school, and we do eight-week sessions. Um, It's starting this Wednesday, the next course that we're actually doing. It's a little bit academic, but very practical. It's both of those things. So it's learning what the Word has to say about things and how to apply it to your life. And it starts this Wednesday um, with our first Zoom class it's on, and we'll be teaching on the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, why they're important, why they're different, why are there four of them, couldn't they get their story straight? Um, all those things is what we're going to be talking about. But you want to sign up at our, the, our hosting service that we have called Tribe Jesus. So it's tribejesus.com is where you'll find all the courses. But let's welcome Romy as she bringeth the word this morning. I um, Actually, so he, he mentioned, because uh, if you're new to us, this is not unorganized. We really do open up um, our, our, the space here and give the microphone um, to people who we know got a very specific word from the Lord for um, the church, the greater, the corporate body. We're a family, right? So corporate, it's not like makes it business sounding and CEO sounding. Please understand when I say corporate, it's a still a biblical word because it means uh, we're family. So it's, and, and so when one person gets with the next person, gets with the next person. Um, the, the Holy Spirit's on one person and then is on the second person and there's a corporate increase in the presence of God. It's called corporate anointing. Holy Spirit just gets bigger in the room, right? And so we use the word corporate, but not out of a business sense. It's out of understanding what it really means to be the family of God. Um, and um, by the way, the kids are here, so I'm not going to talk long. And, um, and the kids are, if you are new too, like this is really okay because... The child owns the church and owns our lives as much as we own each other's lives, right? This is family, right? Say family. family. Say, I am part of God's great family. And so it doesn't really matter who you are in the room. You can be a two-year-old or you can be, I'm 51. Like, I run the church, right? But, but the two-year-old is as important as me in the room, right? Because we're all brothers and sisters. We're one. We're just brothers and sisters and we're the family, and it's God who's in the room who's the most important, right? So even that we open up the space here, it's really just to honor the Holy Spirit and honor that he does give prophetic words to people. And he really does drop great words because sometimes they're healing words. Sometimes they're um, for physical healing or inner healing or to get us free. Other times they're for um, just for our own encouragement or sometimes it's direction, right? And so I'm actually going to talk about this a little bit today, this morning, just what it is to be prophetic people. Um, there's, two, there's two things. There are prophets that the Lord has set into the church, right? But every single believer is supposed to be prophetic, right? Prophetic. 
not pathetic. <laughs> and uh, it's a bad joke. Um, but, but we're all supposed to be able to hear the Holy Spirit and the hearing can be, I see in the Spirit, I hear in the Spirit, I just know that I know that I know, I just grab revelation, something's been illuminated to me from Scripture, right? So it's, I just have grabbed revelation, so that's what that means. Every single one of God's children, and if you're his child, you are prophetic. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you gives you revelation directly into your heart so that you can be a prophetic person. And that's the whole point of the new covenant. It's the whole point of being a new creation in Christ is that we are fully filled with the Holy Spirit. And at any moment, we can access every bit of knowledge and information and strategic wisdom and you know, decision-making, anything that we need for our lives on any single point of, of life and then any moment. We have revelation from the Holy Spirit right in our heart. He is who is in you and he has anointed you and he is the one who knows everything and he makes himself very known in friendship and through intimacy with you because he wants you to be like the smartest person on the planet, literally, that if we could be people who are literally living by revelation, Matthew 4.4 4 says that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the Father, with God. Now, where it says Word, that's the word logos in the, in the, in the Greek. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's not logos. Sometimes it is logos. In that verse, it is rhema or remati, rhema. That's revelation. So Jesus is saying, man will live by every bit of revelation that flows from the Father's mouth. Mouth there is stromata. Mouth, it means mouth, but it also means sharp tip of a sword. Because the word of God is like a sharp tip of a sword. It is alive, it is active, and it is sharp, and it cuts away from the lies. It cuts away from my own internal world if I've just believed some lies, right? Or, and, and so it helps me, fixes me, aligns me to who God is. But then when I become a prophetic person, I understand what it means to just catch revelation from God, then the words that he speaks through me have that effect, and they affect change in the world. And that's really, really wants... Open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. I already have mine open. Beat you all. <laughs> and it's my pocket Bible too, so I do. Because <laughs> it's tiny. Um, okay. In, um, at the moment when the Holy Spirit was poured out, Jesus went back to heaven and he said, wait, just wait, wait for Holy Spirit, Right. The Holy Spirit came with such power and they didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and there was so much power in the room and there was so much prophesying going on and people were falling out all over the place and people were being filled with the Holy Spirit and people were all kinds of wonderful things that the Holy Spirit was doing in lives, right? But this is what um, Peter got up and said this to, to help people understand. This is what God's doing in the room right now. In verse 17. In the last days... God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. And this is the kicker, right? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's you and that's me. Like, that's you and me. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. Oh, I'll actually stop reading. I'll go back a little bit. 
I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. But it's all. It's all people. It's all people. So say this, say this. I'm a new creation in Christ. Holy Spirit is indwelling me. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ dwells in my heart. I can receive revelation right into my heart. That means I'm to be prophetic. If you want to look at this, it's um, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, and then verse 39, and then verse... At 29, then verse 31, all say, be eager to prophesy. Be eager to prophesy. You can all prophesy. Eagerly desire this, right? The thing is, God wants us to be so spiritually sharp in the world and so attuned with who he is and so attuned, like feeling his heart. Psalm 91 says, if you just wait in the shelter of God, right, like pressed right up in against under his, under his feathers. One of the verses in that psalm means to be so close to his heart that you've pressed through the outer layer of feathers and right into the downy, downy soft feathers. To be that close to the Father, you're going to be feeling his heart. You're going to know his thoughts toward you and then for the people in your world that really need to know God is good and God loves them He's not angry. He's not harsh. He's not like waiting to judge people. And when we can be people who grab his thoughts and grab his heart and are able to just um, share those with the people around about us, that's what's being called prophetic is, we will literally see lives change around about us and this city will be like shaken to its core because we've just got people in, the, in, in, in this city who know who God is and who know how to access revelation and will boldly speak it. And I say boldly because you've got to do it courageously, right? Open up to Amos. I'll test. Oh, it's such a little Bible I've got with me. Sorry, people. <laughs> so Amos, I'm going to read from chapter 3, verse 7. And this is really important for you and me today, right? But... So just don't, don't read the Old Testament and go, oh, it happened 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago. Some of the stories are that old, but they are just as fresh and new and important for you today as they were that long ago, okay? Um, verse 7, three, Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. That's you and me. John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you servants, I now call you my friend, right? It's, just, it's, it's, where, it's where here it says in Amos, surely the sovereign Lord does not do anything without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. So we do, we serve God. It's the loving service given back to the one we love, right? But John 15, 15, Jesus made that correction and he said, I no longer call you servants, I call you my friends, because in the friendship place of intimacy, he makes his heart known to us. He makes his thoughts known to us. He gives us revelation so that we could be living in, in, in like Jesus said also, man will not live by, every, by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. John 4.4. 4. 
right? So, so understand, is this, is, this is the purpose that you, you are living. This is the purpose you are alive. It is to live in relationship, in deep, intimate friendship with God that is so alive on the inside of you. And you're becoming more like Jesus every day because of it. Because the more you just plant your life in him and, and focus your heart on him, you're changed and made more like him. That's the purpose of the new creation. That's the purpose of the new covenant, right? But then as you do that through that friendship, you know how to grab his heart. You know how to grab his thoughts. You know how to then walk around in your supermarket and change your city. We're meant to be like Jesus. In this world, you will be like Jesus. Everywhere he went, every single heart was just open to him because love was pouring out of his life to the people around about him. But in a way that he was also, he grabbed the Father's heart and spoke it. He says over and over, I don't do anything of my own will or my own accord. I, I speak what the Father's speaking and I do what the Father's doing. I don't do this on my own. Everything that the Father's given to me, I'm giving to you, right? And so that means our words. And as we just walk around and be loving, <laughs> it's key, right? Love people. As we just walk around... The, your workplace, your school, the supermarket, wherever you are, um, you know, in the home with your kids. We are meant to be people who are carriers of revelation and communicators of God's heart to all of the people around about us. The stomata, the word, uh, sorry, the mouth, word for mouth in Matthew 4.4. It's the stomata, mouth, but it's the tip of a sword. Why? Is because our words have power. You know life and death is in the power of the tongue. When we have the heart of the Father and we've been able to catch revelation, we can communicate that revelation and literally watch people's lives change, transform, identities righted because you've carried the heart of the Father and spoken his words, which is like a sword going forth and it literally will cut things off people and away from people and put the right things into them. Um, I have a story... um, it's actually a really heartbreaking story of a young man who I love dearly. He's not in the room. Um, and um, uh, I've known him for maybe 10 or 12 years, this young man. And um, he sat with me one day and he and I were at a different church for many years together. Um, he's, he's like less than half, he's like maybe 20 something. I sat with him one day and he kind of started crying and he said, um, the, and the, the other church that we were part of, he, he said... I was called into a pastor's office one day and there was two or three pastors sitting there and they started really telling me how bad I was. They started telling me about my failure and they started telling me uh, someone else had been gossiping about me and they believed it without asking me and then they started speaking it over me that I was sleeping around and that I was doing drugs and that I had um, wrecked this other person's life. And, and the guy didn't do it. It was another guy from the youth group but he's the one that the gossip went about and he's the one who then got the strong conversation given to him. You, you, you with me? He said, he sat there and he told these people, that's not me, I didn't do any of that. He left that church and then went away to another city, escaping, right? As you do, some people do, escape. Everything that they said over his life, he started doing in that other city. And he just didn't know enough to cut those gross words off, right? 
And that's the power of our tongue. That's the power of our words. That is why it is so important we can be people who catch the heart of the Father who is good, always absolutely good, only good towards you, thinks only good thoughts towards you. Um, you can't count the number of thoughts he has towards you that are good. You can't count the number of thought that grains on the seashore, right? And, God, and the word says that his thoughts toward you outnumber those grains on a, on a sand on a beach. And every one of those thoughts are for your good, for your success, for your fulfillment, for your growth, for you, your own life to be something that is so fulfilling to you, but also that is a shining light, like that word you gave, right, to other people who just go, what is on that life? I need that, right? It's God in you, and he wants to, God-shaped lives and people who know how to catch his heart and speak it, and that's what it means to be prophetic people. Still in Amos, chapter 4 this time. I've got to find it. Hold on. Sorry, just bear with me a sec. Here, so verse 13. This is Amos, chapter 4, verse 13. God is really big, right? He's big. He's the, the sun shines ever since that first day, he said, shine. <laughs> Hasn't stopped doing its job, right? <laughs> like he's that big and it obeys him. So verse 13 says, He forms the mountains, who creates the wind, and who reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns down darkness and treads on the heights of the earth. The Lord God Almighty is his name. I'm going to read it again because right in the middle... I said it a little too fast, but right in the middle, it's God who forms the mountains and creates the wind. This is it. Who reveals his thoughts to mankind. All of creation was made for you and I. Like we were put into the very center in the garden. Like creation is like one big temple, right? That was the purpose of Eden in the first place. And and Adam was set in the the center as if to be God's priest who just ministered to God's heart and bring worship back to him. And, and all of creation was created f- for us. And we'd be people who take dominion and who really, really rule this earth and in a way that brings glory back to God every single day doing it. And that's the reason it, this verse here says, he is who, you know, he puts the mountains in their place, but he reveals his thoughts to mankind. And this is every single believer doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been a believer. In fact, um, of the story that um, Steve just gave earlier was of the kid just going, oh, hang on, I think I have a message from heaven. <laughs> and so kids, we're supposed to be like child, children, aren't we? We're supposed to be able to grab a revelation from God and just run with it. Because I love the example of... Oh, um, I love the example of... Christmas morning, a two and a three-year-old, they're not going to argue with you. If you give them the present, they're going to rip it open like they're not arguing. Is this really mine? Do I really get to open this one? And then they, do I really get to keep it? Can I just play with it today or is it mine forever? Right? And the, the kids, kids don't do that. Like, it is mine. <laughs> right? You know, kids own it. And that's one reason Jesus said, just be like the children because they don't doubt. They don't have the life experience that as you get older that makes them trip up over their fear and their doubt and their failure and their experiences that have taught them to just take it easy. Whoa, go slow, right? They don't do that. They just run to God. So the story of the little girl just going, I see, 
heaven. <laughs> oh, wait a second, I'm getting a message. And by the way, I can read that. <laughs> she can't read. She hasn't been taught to read yet. For some reason, for some reason, miraculous reasons, because God is miraculous God, and we are miraculous people, right? Say, I am a miraculous person. Do it again with an Australian accent. No. <laughs> don't, don't. Um, for real, this is, we're supposed to live, we're supposed to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. We did that last song. We were going to nix that song and um, I knew I had to keep it in the set because it's the I am listening. I will quiet my heart. I am listening. I am listening. The Old Testament um, has story after story after story and it begins, I'm going to try and do this really quickly, but it, well, I'll use Mount Sinai as the example. All of Israel were called to Mount Sinai and all of them were invited into hearing and seeing and being and interacting with God. But God came down on Mount Sinai so scary, like so much thunder, mountain is shaking, rocks are splitting apart and they all like pee in their pants going, no. Moses, like, really shaking. Went, we don't want to go up there. You go up and you come back down and you tell us what he said. You, we'll just trust you. And man in church has been doing that ever since. And we can't. We're supposed to be people who know how to hear God's voice and act upon it. And so sometimes it's not hearing, sometimes it's seeing in pictures. And, and you, you know, some, you hear that, I just know. For some reason, I just know. I have, you just have an internal knower, like a knower. <laughs> Say that like an American. Knower? Um, you, you, you know that you know that you know. The King James uses the word unction. I have an unction from the Lord, right? So I should stop with the accents. You understand what I'm saying though? Like you've heard these words around church, you've been around church long enough, it's unction. You just know that you know that you know you've received something from God. What comes on the back of that sometimes though is you've got to step up and just step out. More than 300, well more, it's about 350, but 300 times it's in relation to you sitting down and doing nothing. 300 times the Bible says do not fear. Three More, but the 300 are in context with... It's don't look around at other people. Don't worry about their opinions. Don't worry if they love you one day, hate you the next, because the crowd is fickle, so fickle, right? God in heaven loves you, and he wants to make his heart known. He wants you to hear his voice and know him and know him, like, and so that you can stand on his word no matter what else comes around about you, no matter what man is saying to you, and no matter who the man is, by the way, or woman, but if you can be so grounded in who Jesus Christ is, who is, he's the rock. We're supposed to be grounded in him, right? Immovable. He wants you to have that kind of conviction on the revelation that he's giving you every single day that your life is immovable, immovable, unshakable, immovable. That's who he's called us to be. I'm going to pray, okay? Um... Oh, try not to cry because this is the thing. This is, he wants friendship. And with friendship with him is where you, your life, you, you realize you are rooted on and grounded in his love. You're standing on that rock and your life becomes immovable because you've become his friend. You've pursued his heart. And that's why he has always wanted. 
just wants, he wants to be your friend. So um, I'm going to ask everyone, just posture your heart right now. And maybe, you know what, even do, I just exhaled, not intentionally, but do that, do that now. Just take a big deep breath in because the Holy Spirit is the blessed breath. The Ruach is the Hebrew word. It means blessed breath, the Spirit of God in you. Breathe in and exhale out. And let, like, feel, just let yourself relax, right? So we just ask you, God, I do, I just pray, I pray, Father, for, um, I pray that you would fall on hearts here. You literally would, like, fall on hearts and bring so much fire into people's lives to really burn away things that wrongly distract us and wrongly take away the time and wrongly have taken our affections away from you. If there's distraction that we've allowed into our life, highlight it so that we can set it aside. I pray every person in his greatest pursuit of their heart would be the Lord Jesus Christ and the friendship we have with him. It's the thing we were created for. God, I pray, I pray in the heart of every person here that there just be a pursuit and it's not a hard thing the moment we just say yes to it you help us holy spirit helps us to it so i just pray fill people now god just fill people now in the room with holy spirit i just pray i pray that he would really just wave like wash over this room we say we trust you, God. We say we trust you, God. We say we trust you, God. You alone, you alone. I pray for people's eyes and ears of their heart, the internal, is the spirit, right? Eyes of your heart or the eyes of your spirit, the ears of your spirit to just be opened and to be able to receive the things that God is saying to you and, and receive them with great like gusto, like a child would embrace God's word to you, right? Help people into this, God. I just pray for faith. Faith itself is a gift from God. He's the one who originates it in the human heart. God, I pray for the increase of faith here. I pray increase faith here. I pray, God, increase faith in hearts. Increase faith in hearts. And I pray, God, that we would be childlike, that we would be the people, we're adults, but we'd be childlike when it comes to you, just to run after you and embrace everything you're asking us to do. Boldly step out, boldly speak your word, boldly capture revelation and do it and say it or speak it, whatever it is, the action you want us to do with it. I just pray, God, that people in this room here, just pray every, over every heart, that the vital thing in our life would be you. And everything else would fall away. Striving into you would fall away. Other distractions would just fall away because we have just come face to face with who you are, Jesus. And so as people just come face to face more and more, we see you in greater, bigger ways, in greater glory. And we easily give up all that other stuff. We easily set it aside. And so Jesus, I just pray, just fall on hearts, fall on hearts here this morning. I pray, I pray, I bless that. I bless that. I bless the hearing the feeling, the, the receiving of any kind of revelation, all of revelation for your own lives personally, 
and then for all of the lives around about. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Do you have a word? Someone has a word there, right? Uh, yeah, go, come, come home. I just had a word of knowledge for healing. Um, when Sammy came up and, and spoke, you said alignment, and you were talking like spiritual alignment. And I just kept thinking for, um, I think the Lord wants to heal like bodies, alignments, like discs in the back and just leading to <laughs> shoulders, because it's all connected. So let's pray. Raise your hand if, if, if that's you and lay hands on someone if they're close to you. <laughs> Jesus, thank you that you are so kind. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you desire for us to be whole. We are whole. We were made whole in you. God, so I just command bodies to be healed right now. I prayed for um, backs to be healed, slip discs. Um, I know you have extras, so God, we just ask that you'll bring some extras here today, God. Um, fill people's bodies with new discs, shoulders to be healed. We command them to be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more resources like this or to find information about our weekly services, visit seashorechurch.com. 